Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present The Sandman Lullaby with your host, Patrick Sean Jones. of a dreamer are life's drops that pass the break in the heart to the soul's hourglass the songs of the singer are tones that repeat the cry of the heart till it ceases to Sandman Lullaby here on RPA. Yeah, that's the real Paranormal Activity Network. Thank you for clicking that little button that brings you back into the world of uh, dreams, sometimes nightmares, sometimes spirituality, sometimes something like maybe somebody good like an empath. Alexandria Hi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello. God, you just blew up the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, my God. I'm sorry. When I'm talking, okay, let me get this out of the way. Out of anybody that I know whose aura just screams white. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Alexandria. Okay. Yes. First of all, where did you get your name from? That- you know, that's an actually an interesting story. My parents claim that on the way to the emergency room while my mom was in labor, um, they prayed and asked God, you know, what should I name my child? And 
actually they my mom got a dream right before I was born that Caleb and Joshua are coming and so my mom expected me to be twin boys and you know then whenever they got to the hospital or whenever they had the ultrasound or whatever they found out I was a girl and they were surprised went on their way to the hospital they heard Alexandria Noel so they decided to name me Alexandria Noel actually Caleb and Joshua are my two younger brothers so after I was born they had two other um, boys and that God told them what to name them as well. So from so. from birth or actually pre-birth, your 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 life has always had like a paranormal kind of hand in hand correlation. From the very beginning. From yeah. the very or before the very big. Well, no, it wasn't the very before because then that's before that 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 sexy thing in the bed happened. So. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents would probably say, we don't know what he's talking about. Uh, no. So uh, tell me about your childhood, first of all. How was that? Okay. So you, you, you're, you're, you, you pop out of the wound, then you run around as a little child. How did you experience the world when you first started experiencing the world? Um, I experienced the world uh, with a very educational perspective. I, I looked around, I thirsted for knowledge, you might say. I really wanted to learn everything I wanted, I could possibly know from people. I wanted to know what the will of God was for my life, what he had for my life. Um, you know, even as a child, I dealt with a lot of paranormal experiences, like even as a child. And I remember, because I had an old room, I can even mentally picture my old room now and remember actually my first paranormal describe it to me describe it um you know as a child i was very i was very timid very scared um and so i remember laying in bed with my head up to the looking at the ceiling and you know i looked behind me and there was a green light that came from behind my bedpost and illuminated my back wall from behind me and like i heard a voice like whether or not it was in my head or if it was like out loud i'm not sure but it said something like "Ooh, i'm scooby-doo <laughs> and at the time i was so young right. that i was scared of scooby-doo so it was a frightening experience and i ended up like bolting out of bed and going straight to my mom's room and being like i had a nightmare please help and she was able to come for me but like that was my very first i think mental encounter of a paranormal experience so did you stay in your parents' room from then on, or what happened? Did you just stay away, or how did you learn to cope with things going on as a child? No, my parents pretty much raised me early on to believe that spirits kind of interacted with you as more of a, a curious manner, in more of a curious manner. They more brought me up to believe that uh, spirits more knocked on your door kind of to say, hey, what's up, like, you know, crossing the veil over to this side, um, I, you know, like society and, and media tells us that the paranormal is something to be scared of. They tell us that, you know, there's demons there. And I believe demons exist. But I don't believe that, at least not in my experience, that the primary spirits in the world are demons. I think that because of society, because people often in times are very attracted to horror and attracted to adrenaline that comes with it. Like, I've just always, like, from childhood every time i've had a spiritual experience that i've made eye contact with a, a spirit or a ghost or whatever you want to call it 
or I've had like a vision or I've had a dream or something where it's come to pass, I've never, or as I've grown older, the fear has dissipated. Like it hasn't really existed because I've grown to believe that they really aren't here to hurt me. I really only only had, I think, one to maybe two experiences that I believe were actual bad spirits. But everything else, I think, were just kind of spirits across the veil just to say, hey, and what's up, <laughs> in a weird way of putting it. But were some of those dreams that came to pass from the, uh, from the dark dreams, too? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a nightmare come to pass. I think I've only ever had good dreams come to pass. Okay, I, tell I, me some good dreams that come to pass. I, I like to hear some good ones. Um, well, I had, uh, well, I did have one dream where I was being chased by, like, playfully chased by a boy, and I was laughing, and I remember in the dream I was being, like, really excited and really happy, and he chased me into, like, a living room chair, like a recliner, and I jumped into the chair, and all I remember is looking up, and I couldn't see his face, but all I remember is him having brown hair and wearing, like, a red and black flannel plaid shirt. And then I woke up, and I don't remember anything of it. Well, then about a year ago, I go out on my first date with my boyfriend, and we're sitting across the table from each other, and he shows up in a red and black plaid shirt. And it blew my mind because uh-huh. I was just like, are you the guy that that chased me across the room and like made me like throw myself happily in a chair and made me so happy in that dream? Because I remember waking up and being so euphoric, just waking up and in like such happiness. And what was the answer? And he, he was just like, that's kind of funky. <laughs> oh, he did. Like, did he play along with it or did he just drop the ball? Oh, he he thinks it's cool. He thinks he agrees with it. He like he cool, he cool, the, cool. He, he he believes in the spiritual side. He believes that you know things that in dreams can come to pass as well. I mean, I also had a dream. This was a really weird one where um, I woke. Uh, I was at a festival, and I believe it was a strawberry festival in Plant City. Right. I um, I was watching my mother, and I was watching her walk with a man that I'd never seen before, and and it was like around the 80s because her hair was different and I could tell and everybody around it was like the 80s and this man I'd never seen before and I remember she was wearing a blue shirt so all I saw was like I watched them for like two seconds they just walked around a little bit like laughed and then I woke up well I went downstairs um the next morning and I said mom I had a dream about you and she said oh really what happened and I said well you know you were at the strawberry festival and you're with this guy that I've never seen before and you're wearing a blue shirt and I think it was like around the 80s and she like froze and I was like what what happened she was like that actually happened and I went what do you mean and she was just like that's an old friend she was like you've never met him but we used to be friends back in like my early adulthood and we went to the strawberry festival together 
and that actually happened. And I think I remember I was wearing a blue shirt because something happened and she remembered that she was wearing that blue shirt. And like, I don't understand how I would have known that or I've seen that dream. But for some reason I had the dream and it, it happened in real life. Did you have an invisible playmate when you were a kid? I didn't. I was very by myself. I was very content being by myself. Did you try to have an invisible playmate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I had a- So you were really happy just doing most everything by yourself and just educating yourself that way? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy being by myself, but I'm also happy being with other people. I'm, I'm one of those people I could be with either one, and I'm happy with either one. So it didn't really bother me. Who's your favorite writer? Mm, my first thought, I guess, instinctually, would have to be my favorite writer would be J.K. Rowling because I love the Harry Potter series. Right. But I love Edgar Allan Poe. I love his poetry. Okay. I what, love how dark it is. What, okay. Okay. Now take both of the, those. Take both those names. Now put them on either court. Okay. Now what's the biggest difference between either writer? One of them's super happy and bubbly, and the other's really dark. Okay. That's my first thought. All right. Is that is that how you see it? Is that what entertains you about Poe? You just think he's the more darker side? I think he's a deep thinker, right? Which I like. I I I I see that is kind of entertaining both sides of my personality. I have a I have a deep thinker, like meditative, um, philosophical personality that I relate a lot to Poe, and then I have a very bubbly, magical, like, fantasy world personality that I relate to J.K. Rowling. Um, so I bounce back and forth between both of those. So I like I like both of them because I, I can relate to both of them. Battles being fought, good versus yeah. evil? Or mm-hmm. do you call it good versus evil? Um... You know, it's interesting. I usually say, like, good spirit versus bad spirit. Like, I usually don't believe that people are good and evil. I usually believe that people are either have either have bad spirits attached to them or they have good spirits attached to them, and sometimes it isn't their fault. Sometimes they could be bored into it, or sometimes they could... I believe that sometimes... Um, if they watch like a specific horror movie or if they're around a specific event that's traumatic, then they could uh, capture, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to use is, but they could absorb an evil spirit from that area, like from that event. And so, I mean, that's always been my belief. That's always been the way I've been brought up. But I've noticed that a lot of people don't agree with that, which is interesting. Extraterrestrials? Are they angelic beings or are they something entirely different? Oddly enough, for the entirety of my life, I was never really taught about extraterrestrials. It never really came up in conversation. So I kind of assumed they didn't exist. And then when I grew older, I was just like, you know, do, you know, extraterrestrials exist? And you know, then I started to think about it. If heaven and hell exist, if it does exist, then would extraterrestrials exist? Like so many other planets exist. Like if there's life on Earth, then there could, could there be life on other planets? So 
I'm not completely disqualifying the idea because I have a very open mind. Well, see, that's but, what makes me wonder about, see, some churches and everything like that. They only see, you know, the back in the day, you could be basically crucified and, you know, burn at the stake by mentioning that other, you know, planets were out there that can control and, or have life. And, you know, and it's just now it's like, yeah, common knowledge. But, you know, the same faith that ran that whole system that put all these people to death is still in office. Understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, no, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. I don't I don't necessarily agree with the church's views a lot of a lot of times um, because I believe they can be very judgmental and they can be very toxic for a lot of people because they're not very accepting. But that's a whole, that's a whole another rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we fall down the rabbit hole all the time. I love rabbit holes. It's I'm a... all about rabbit holes. So tell me one of your more, mm, for more entertainment, sadder dreams. Sadder dreams? Like more depressing dreams? Yeah, yeah. Then we'll go back to happiness. We, go, we, we, we do a roller coaster here. Mmm, sadder dreams. I mean, I had a fearful dream. I mean, that's a negative. That's dream. cool. That's negativity. That works. Um, it's all I, a roller coaster, I a, baby. <laughs> I had two or three reoccurring nightmares um, when I was a kid that were the same exact thing. It was always me in the passenger seat, my mom driving, and some in some way or another, we ended up flipping the car, and the car ended up upside down in a ditch, and it was a huge ditch. It was filled with water. And I remember getting out um, by way of the window. And I remember swimming around to her side to see if she got out okay. And I remember just seeing her unconscious with her hair floating up. And, like, she's just, her eyes are closed. And she's just, like, looks like a, a mummy just sitting there in the car, like, unconscious. And I kept, like, banging on the window trying to get her out. And she wasn't alert, so she couldn't react. And it was it was such a traumatic experience as a kid. And then I remember turning around and there's like a 20 foot gator swimming straight at us. And it was like a race against time. It was like, do I get eaten by this gator? or Do I help my mom out of this car? And I remember being so terrified every time I woke up from that being like, is my mom okay? Like, is like this gator going to eat us? (laughs) And it was, it was traumatic. Like two or three times I had that dream. It's wild. Well, you're in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You're in Florida. You have no choice. We got out. You just go outside the the wrong time. There's a gator sitting there smiling at you, going. <laughs> Honestly, uh, have you ever uh, practiced astral projection or anything like that? Um, you're gonna have to define that for me, Chief. <laughs> astral projection—that's actually when you're in your body, you might subconsciously kind of go into like a altered state, or put yourself in a relaxed state of mind, and you go somewhere with your inner body. You can go visit people. You can go talk to people. You can go do uh, viewings. There's different ways to look at it. Have or have you ever have you ever actually thought you your your soul has left your body before? Let me do it that way. Uh, That's the I easiest really, way to describe it. I don't really know. I, I can experience daydreaming, like in a daydreaming state where I'm so deep into the daydream that I'm not aware of my surroundings. Okay, how does that happen? How does your daydreaming work? Like um, I'm too old now. I can't remember how to daydream. <laughs> To me, daydreaming I, is getting a good check, and then I look at it and go, yeah, yeah, Papa's going to be good tonight. I, I oftentimes will, like, just 
just kind of doze off into like and fixate on one spot and just imagine something specific or my thoughts will go down a rabbit hole of something like somebody something says will trigger a thought and it'll it'll make me think of um like a certain thing they could do and it'll be like hey what if they said this and i'll go through an entire like almost like a rehearsal of like what what how would that conversation have gone differently if they had said this and it's almost like that um and then i can also go in a daydream about like actual dreaming because i have a lot of hopes and dreams and goals in life and i can go i can sit there for hours and just think about all the things i want to do in my life and just go down that rabbit hole of you know i want to do this and this and this and this and just think about it for hours how do you feel interesting how do you feel about being an empath though how does that affect you in your normal day life honestly it's very emotionally taxing right it's I find it as a positive thing because I feel like I can connect with people and I can provide a positive um, a positive thing for other people because a lot of times I can look at somebody and they can be all chipper and happy on the outside, but something inside me tells me they're not okay. Something inside me tells me that like they're upset for some reason and I'll just be up I'll just walk up to them and be like, Hey man, like you doing all right? And they'll be like, Yeah and I'm like, you know, I don't know about that. And eventually, like, after a little bit of digging, if I push them hard enough, which sometimes I don't, but if I push them hard enough, they'll eventually be like, yeah, well, you know, this thing happened today and I'm really not feeling good. And and it, it's, like, so weird because it'll happen. Like, my mom had an empathic situation one time, and it's really weird. She looked at me. I had, my, I had a friend over, and uh, my friend has been through a lot of traumatic situations as a kid. And, you know, I was talking to her about him and she looked at me in mid conversation and she goes, something happened to him when he was five. And I was like, what do you mean? And she, and so I texted him and I was like, Hey, what happened when you were five? And he was like, my parents got divorced. And it was like such a cool thing. Cause, and I was just like, Oh yeah. So like, it was kind of, I, I always give credit to God. So it was kind of like God's way of, you know, letting us know that, you know, a lot of times people act certain ways because of spirits they encounter or because of traumatic things in their life. And we don't need to blame them for, and we don't need to be so harsh for the way they may act because it's, you know, it's life. Everybody deals with stuff. So it's, it's easier for me to connect with people on that level. When you're an empath, like you can feel emotions, you can feel other people's emotions. But it's also very hard whenever you have to deal with so many emotions at so many different points. It's it's very difficult, <laughs> especially when I don't want to feel negative and I feel negative. So, but that's feelings. Do you hear like what I'm, what I'm really picking up is, according with your mom, to you, do you hear voices, or you just get the feelings? Very very rarely, I will hear voices. Okay, very, so you very, do very actually, have you tried working on strengthening the, these voices, or do you push them away? I haven't. I haven't really tried. I don't, I don't really know how. I don't, and I'm not entirely sure okay, how to Okay, but it's like, it's like I explained to you once before. It's like, okay, everybody can play a piano. Everybody can. But it's with practice, practice, practice that you get better. Mm-hmm. So... It's like if, if if you're not really trying to embrace it and just push it away, that's how you're not going to get stronger at it. 
Well, I never push it away. I always, I always welcome it. Right. Um, but it doesn't come very often. So my parents more get voices, visions, things like that. I more get dreams. You know, it's almost, it's interesting. I don't know if this is scientifically proven. I don't know if there, I really haven't looked up the research on um, science and how it works with um, empaths, but you know, both my parents are empaths. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I picked that up a mile away. I don't. I don't know if that's genetic. I don't. I think it is. I definitely think it is. But to see, see, that's what was going to lead in the next question was okay. When you have birth with your child, are you going to embrace these things with your child, or are you going to try to hide it away? I know you're basically going to embrace it. I already know that. Of course, I'm going to embrace it because I, I do not want them to fear the afterlife. But the thing about I it, do. that's but what it is. Is how do you feel about people that try to hide that from their children when something like I, that is just natural and God given? I think it's so important for you not to hide it from your kids because if you, and also I think it's important for you not to just focus on the horror aspect of the paranormal because I try to stress this to people a lot. Like if you think that spirits are a bad thing, then they're always going to strike fear when you see them. I showed up at school in 10th grade with scratches on my face. And my friend looked at me and said, like, oh, my God, what happened to your face? And I was like, what do you mean what happened to my face? But I touched my face and it started burning. And I never even noticed. And it was like two perfectly symmetrical scratches down my cheekbone and down my jaw that I never even noticed. And there's nothing like I went to bed that night completely fine, woke up with scratches. So something scratched me in the night. And so I, I don't believe that anything's out there to hurt you unless you invite specific things to hurt you. If that makes sense. If you mess with Ouija boards, I feel like, you know, you're inviting spirits in. If you if you watch intense horror movies, you're inviting spirits in. I if you don't do that those those things, I don't necessarily know if you have to really worry about or stress that you're gonna encounter horrifying demons, you know? <laughs> I don't think they just roam about. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quick question before we go. If uh, anywhere in time and space, anywhere in existence, if uh, you can have anybody come into your dreams and interact with you in your dreams or you can go anywhere, uh, who would it be, where would it be, and why? Ooh. I really want to meet Walt Disney. Ooh, why? Why? Okay, give me some something deep on that. I, I love Walt Disney. I love how he has, like, such a childlike mindset for the innocence and purity of the mind and how he deals with like just oh I love him <laughs> like I go to Disney all the time and and it's just he and the music is amazing and it's just it, it, it distracts from the horror of humanity it's like humanity you, you have you lose faith in humanity so easily and, and Walt Disney always brings me back to faith in humanity and realizing that there was one person in this world at least it was happy, purely happy that wanted to spread happiness to other people. And, and adults usually get, I know that a lot of times adults usually get crowded up in their adult ways. And they're all, oftentimes like, you know, like kids or kids will be kids. And I'm an adult. I don't want you to act like a kid, but it's nice at, when you're an adult to act like a kid. And I, and I like that he embraced that. So I'd love to, I'd love to meet him and get to talk to him about the Sherman brothers, which, were the ones that created the soundtracks for most of the movies, the old movies. I'd like to have them tag along with him. <laughs> so that'd be great. That'd be awesome. You're such a princess. 
you are just <laughs> such a. I could see you right now just trolling in front of the castle, going. Ah, Believe me, I do. <laughs> Let me get this out real quick. Don't forget, on Monday, uh, you have Mr. Aaron Hunter, and that's a real paranormal activity, the podcast. On Tuesday, Aaron Frill, that's Aaron's horror show. Yeah, he basically talks about horror movies, horror things going on, so you don't have to listen to the crap that's out there. Wednesday, Terry Davenport, Terry's Mysterious Moments. This is Terry from Texas, Professor Terry from Texas. And uh, don't forget, on uh, Thursday or whenever I show up, you never Never know what I'm going to be on the air. Uh, then we got our uh, video shows that are out there. We got three great shows. Check each and every one of them. My God, the RPA network is going to the moon. Uh, anything to say? Oh, oh, oh uh, what I'm going to do real quick. I'm going to back away from the mic. Do you have anything you want to say to the world? I mean, uh, anything. Words of excitement. You got like 163 countries listening. Go, girl, go. I, I just really want people to focus on self-care. Focus on self-care, please. <laughs> focus on yourself before you focus on another person. And and seek counseling if you need it, please. Like, these are just such important things that are just on my mind. And I feel like everybody needs to focus on that. So love yourself and love other people. Be yourself first. Uh, if they want to get in touch with you, not don't give me your phone number. They get you on. Are you on Facebook? You're on Facebook. I am on Facebook. I'm not super active, but I am on Facebook. You want to give your digit out on that, or are you just going to be quiet? I can give my email if they want to email me. Do you want? Do you want them to email you? You don't want no freaks calling you and everything. Yeah, yeah. Give, you can give your email. What the heck? Go ahead. I don't mind it. Um, it's all lowercase Holland underscore Alexandria Yahoo. Yahoo. Feel to, Yahoo. Feel free to email me about your thoughts, opinions, encouragement. No hate. No hate, only peace and love and happiness. Uh, this That's is right. Patrick Sean Jones. Uh, you can always reach me at Sandman Lullaby. That's S A N D M A N L U L L A B Y at Gmail dot com. Alexandria, strong name, strong woman. Uh, I'm gonna let you go. No, don't don't hang up. I want to talk to you right at the very end, but I'm gonna let all these other people go real quick. Okay. Okay, Okay, so I'm turning off your mic, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, once again, you've been in the Sandman Lullaby. Ha, 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 ha.